Welcome to this edition of the Special Stage Rally Podcast. It's nearly Christmas time, there's still lots happening in the rally world, but for this week's episode of the podcast, we're going to give you a little bit of a teaser of our Dust Trails podcast. Now for those of you that don't subscribe to Rally Sport Magazine on our website, we have a podcast there that's exclusive for subscribers. These longer form chats are really the essence of the stories that we want to get told about the sport. People like Cody Crocker, Ross Duncan and the like have gone through their entire careers with us, including the highs and the lows. In this short snippet that we're going to give you today, Chris Atkinson, the former Subaru World Rally Team driver, talks about his favourites, his favourite events, his favourite car, and a whole lot more. It's a shorter episode this time, but if you want to listen to the whole two-part interview with Chris Atkinson that we recorded during COVID in 2021, you can subscribe to Rally Sport Magazine on our website now. It really helps us to get the podcast moving forward and keep telling the stories that need to be told. Your favourite rally and why? Favourite rally on its own is, um, I mentioned earlier, that Fungal Ray rally, just the uh, the APRC round. Like, yep. the, I would do the stages there and I guess... Um, the competition wasn't quite as high, but you'd finish a stage just with a smile on your face. It's like they're the best, the best loops of roads probably in the world. Um, so that was that's a, a favourite for sure. And then looking at WRC wise, um, more I guess results wise, to finish on the podium in Monte Carlo and Finland is something that's always going to be um, something special. Yeah, and, and what about the your favourite stage? If you had to pick one stage, I mean, there's on Empoya, there's Bunnings stages, there's all sorts of stuff. Do you have a favourite? I think I remember a stage, and it's not a great stage to drive. It's more probably how I drove it um, early on. There's a stage, and I wouldn't even know the name. It's like a 40-kilometre stage in Japan in our first year, and Sebastian and Marcus were at each other for the win, and I came through and knocked them off by like two seconds or something. <laughs> Um, hitting it like I was through the bushes and through the trees, and I like I like that it's sort of exciting um, stage where there's something always going on like that, like cutting corners, bushes. Like it's all, I hate in F1 now, and I know a lot of people say it. I and it's the nature of the track how they put track limits on. Like mm. it's like you got to, you only drive to this line, and where rally it's about seeing the lines, and seeing the cuts, and seeing how to. Um, like make the most of that piece of road, like yeah. no matter what. And I like that. I like that that cutting the corner and and bouncing off the wall on the outside and using all the road and making the most of. It. I think that's that's that right. That stage will always sort of like I can remember it still now. It's fifteen years ago, um, and uh, it's just like own employee is great, but such a challenge to drive at the limit as mm. well. Like you you. Like it's incredible to drive, but I think it's part. It's not just the road; it's the experience for me as well. Yeah. What's the favourite car you've driven in any rally? And that could be it could be anything from a club event right through. I st- I, I know it wasn't the the ultimate um, outright car, and I've probably driven better cars. But the S twelve B, I got like when we had that sorted. Like I, it was they're pretty cool cars to drive those. 
early, those older WRC cars, paddle shift, they just, they look cool. They're yeah. like, it's just a, like the Citroen um, handled unbelievably, like did all that, like was great to drive, but um, it's still obviously I'm just from growing up, I've always been a Subaru fan. So it sort of comes back to <laughs> to that and to have, I think we had a lot of podiums in that S12B, so it was a sort of a lot of good memories. Yeah. We chatted about your biggest accident before in GB. What about your biggest regret? Probably just that, that win in Australia. Um, that, that that sort of never really happened. That would have always been nice, that one. In 2005? Yeah, 2005. Like I think if I could have won in my first year in WRC in your home event like that, and the fact that it was a mechanical failure that took it away is is frustrating and uh, it would have been a pretty amazing result. Yeah. Who's your rallying hero that you become friends with? I guess the good thing about rallying, you're friends with them all. Like I can still turn up at an event and sit down with OJ or whatever and have a chat. Like they're all just good guys. Like I don't, there's one or two that you might not get along with, but like literally – You'd pull up at the, especially with having a French-speaking co-driver. I'd pull up all the time with Loeb and me and Loeb and uh, and Daniel and Stefan. They'd have a smoke there. <laughs> These French guys, we sit there and talk shit. And like you always sort of remember that sort of stuff. Um, thinking recently, having spent time with his family um, and stayed at his house in Finland um, with Hanu Mikola, who recently passed away. Mm. So. Um, still friends with Vesa, his son, who I raced with in Suzuki in the early days, and to have got to know on someone like that reasonably well um, early in my career and in following what I was doing um, and supporting was pretty pretty cool. So that's sort of, I'm sure Dad was pretty happy to have met him as well along the way and got to know him. Like that's a pretty cool yeah. thing to talk about. I mean, I interviewed Hanu in 2003 in New Zealand and. He was my hero growing up with quattros and things. And as you say, he was just such a legion of the sport. And and for you to become friends with him must have been a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. And such a nice guy, like so helpful and generous. And uh, like I said, where I stayed with them in their house in um, in Helsinki um, when we went up there to do recce early, early on before we went to um, to the World Championship. And like that, well, you forget about stuff that we did. Like we've, we flew, I worked as gravel, a, a recce crew for the Suzuki guys in 04, flying to every event so that we could drive the stages after them in case you went to WRC. Like, you forget about, like, the wow. effort we do, like, to then we borrow the recce car after the rally and go look at the stages and, like, Amazing. It's, it's not like it's not like we didn't, we definitely tried to, to get to WRC. We put, did everything we could to get there and sort of quite proud that we did. Yeah. Who's the most famous person you've met in your career as a rally driver? Huh. I'm presuming it's um, not, the, not the Queen. Um, no, I haven't met the Queen. Um, <laughs> you get to meet quite a few people. Obviously, I know quite a few of the F1 drivers as well. Um, when I lived in Monaco, you'd run into some random people. I was chatting with Bono one night. He was into rallying okay, at a nightclub. Cool. And uh, so his whole band were there and we were sort of with you two hanging out so yeah you get i'm sure there's sort of countless that you sort of get to bump into which is is quite cool you're having having dinner with like the 
um, Prime Minister of Norway with Petter or something and having a beer with him. And, yeah, it's uh, it's cool and it and sort of makes you aware of the, really aware of the world and that everyone's pretty normal and uh, yes. just normal, normal people. Um, and we've travelled a lot with our kids now and try and show them the world and we take them everywhere and we take them out to dinner and take them to nice restaurants and get them used to just just life like don't just show show them as much as they can and i think that's that's one of the huge positives of my career is that i i think i've been to probably 50 plus countries racing and traveling mm. and seeing the world and i always try to make the most of stopping off in places early and and uh looking around and and just it's made me appreciate appreciate the world and appreciate what we have here in australia I uh, appreciate food and cultures and, um, yeah, it's, it's a great, um, great experience that I've had and hopefully I can surpass that onto my kids as well. Once we can travel again, hey? Yeah, let's, <laughs> uh, let's hope that's sooner rather than later. Yeah, a couple of last quick ones. Um, you mentioned your kids. You've got three daughters, yeah, uh, including a newborn. Uh, any of those girls going to be the next Michelle Mouton? Um. The mill one is quite competitive and had a little bit of go-karting experience, but they're just busy being uh, young girls and just having fun and doing their thing. So uh, there's no no pressure on them. If they want to go go-karting one day and they ask for it, that's fine. I I can't see it at the moment, and maybe the new one, but she's only six weeks old, so um, we'll see. Whatever they want to do, whatever they're happy with sort of, will support and um, and try and encourage the way that my parents did and and hopefully we can give them the same opportunity if that arises. Yeah. And finally, what advice would you give to a young rally driver who wants to make their mark in the sport at the moment? I mean, it's there's changing times with hybrid things and manufacturers not wanting to be involved as much. What, what's the, the one piece of advice you'd give someone? I think... It is challenging at the moment. It's, it's hard in it's harder than it ever was to to get somewhere in motorsport. And I I think you've got to to really shine in a lower division. Like say in the Australian Championship, you've got to be same as we were. You know, uh, maybe it's not the best car, but if you're not winning in your local events in May or right there in something that's below the the limit, like below the potential then you've got not much chance of making it overseas. So you've got to really shine in those those lower levels. Even if you don't have the equipment, you've got to find a way to – because you've got to understand, like, probably when I left ARC, like, we were – ARC was on a good level and I had to go up a whole another level to being competitive in WRC. You know, yeah. you've got to, you've got to um, really, really shine – and the way to do that is to do as many events as humanly possible. Drive as much as you can. Drive as many things as you can, and, and learn about it. Um, get in cars with with people. I remember sitting in with Simon Evans. Um, just can I come for a ride? Can I get in? Can I see what you're doing? You know, just try and pick the best pieces from them as well. Like try and I watch what Simon would do, what Ed would do, and then pick the best pieces and make it my own. Um, and just be open-minded, but yeah, yeah, really got to got to overperform in those lower divisions if you're going to make it somewhere because it will stand out. Like the fact that I could do it and ProDrive could see what we were doing down here in Australia, it's possible. You've just got to got to really really show it.